hey, throw old Scramble in a bone. He's about to give you a million dollar selling technique that'll just crush the competition. If you got a youngster you know that's going into sales or going that route, share this episode with them. If not, just buy some coffee at foodforestfarms.com. Look at that. You have made it to yet another Scrambling University. Looks like we got a little latency delay on the camera today. Uh, What are you going to do about that? All right, all right. We named this one Triangle Tests, episode 170. Today is December 19th as we spin around the sun. Two days, two, two days to the winter solstice. Yeah, shit, it was dark here until, I don't know, 7, 7.30, I think, I think we saw the first real crack of light at 8, and then fucking raining sideways. It, uh, it was snowing when we went to bed and we woke up to just pouring rain. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The fucking Pacific Northwest in the dark of winter. It's just dark and wet. Dark and wet. Oh, man. Oh, I think I told you guys the crazy story of the Airbnb last week. <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, well, I put the link out uh, if anybody wants to get into Airbnb and uh, use my link. Um, foodforcefarms.com or just PM me, DM me, whatever. You get like 40 bucks and it ranks you higher or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, the last guest that we had to have bounced because he couldn't figure out what quiet fucking hours meant left a bad review. And I called and talked to the uh, Airbnb people and was like, hey, what the fuck? If someone gets ejected for breaking the rules, they can't leave you a fucking bad review for made up shit. Uh, like, why would anybody bounce anybody forever breaking the rules if you're going to hold us hostage for a five-star thing? So, yeah, the uh, a hum- as soon as a human looked into it, looked at all the correspondence and saw, like, yep, Airbnb threw them out. That's, yep. I'm like, okay, bing, remove the review. That's why we make all the Airbnb people talk to us through the app. Because they clearly saw that I was like, hey, the last fucker smoked in the room. It still smells like weed. We weren't going to rent it for another day or two. If you actually still want the room, let me know. He's like, oh, yeah, I want it. No problem. And that was his bad review. It smelled like weed. I was like, dumbass, I told you that before you rented the fucking thing. So, yeah. So, they just removed the review for being irrelevant. <coughs> Not helpful to other guests. Oh, but, yeah, we got a... We dialed in our pricing and changed the ad and took away like free laundry. And uh, yeah, now we're getting travelers again. Perfecto. Somebody on the way from somewhere to somewhere. Needs a good, cheap, warm, dry place to stay. Yes. Algorithms. Working on it. Working on it. Oh, man cleaning up the place for uh cleaning up the place for christmas getting ready for everybody to come over and uh 
That is, uh, yep, yep. Look what I found in the closet. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, sirree, Bob. Atari 2600. I rebuilt those controllers so many damn times. Oh, 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 the other end of the box almost just ripped out and dropped on the floor. Ah! Oh, no idea. What, what do you think an original Atari is worth right now? Oh, and I do have a tower of games that go with it. So the trick is, can we get the old Atari 2600? Dun, dun, dun! Ooh, look, hey, free Pac-Man inside. Free Pac-Man combo! Oh. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, God, I forgot about those games. <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> Space Invaders on Turbo Mode. Everyone, that was the first hack I ever learned. You turn it on and off, and you hit the reset at the same time in Space Invaders if we give you, like, two shooters. Oh, yeah. Video games over the past. Oh. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. That's Chicken Joe checking in here. Let's just see. like there's a big old rainstorm heading our way <laughs> you know the sky was like as soon as it got light enough to see you look to the west you're like oh it's fucking black over there <laughs> i guess uh i guess the big rain's coming all right now today's uh today's show is called triangle tests now how did I do that? How did I possibly run out of coffee? Are you kidding me, Scrambler? Fucking hey, hold on. Oh. So, okay. Triangle tests are well, okay, okay. Ah, back up. <laughs> back up, back up. Um if you if you've been following along for a while or not. Uh, I basically retired from a giant specialty coffee company. Uh, I knew there was a merger and acquisition coming down. I didn't want to be any part of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I sold Embassy Suites all the coffee they would need in every hotel room as they switched over to a pod system for six years. As soon as the ink dried on that fucking contract, I was like, Peace. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go build a farm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That uh, uh, that was like corporate coffee world. But in the beverages, fuck. There's a lot of money in beverages. A lot of money. Uh, so people take it pretty fucking seriously. Uh, oh, whoops. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to flip back on Telegram in case anybody's chitty chatting because I can only see the uh, Facebook and the YouTube stuff on the on the screen here. Uh, but uh, so beverage testing, right, and being able to make objective statements about beverages, what they taste like, uh, what's preferred, what's preferred by whom, when, <laughs> are all huge pieces of knowledge to have um, 
when you're selling a product, especially if you know what what percentage more of whatever will like whatever more by how much of whatever you put in the thing that you're building. Oh, but then there's limitations to testing. With、uh, beverages are subjective, right? Smells are subjective, tastes are subjective. So you're always going for this, like you gotta, you gotta feel it out to be able to draw the bell curve. What does the thing look like? The user group. So there's different kinds of tests that you do, and they give you different results.、Um, an interesting thing is in a sip test versus. Drink a whole beverage, or drink as much as you feel you want to drink.、Uh, test a sip test where you're just sip this, sip that. Which one do you like better? Sweeter will win in sip tests. If it's the same exact item and one is just sweeter, if you're manipulating things. With the baseline, so that you can gather data on people rather than the beverage. <clears throat> Sweet things will win in short, small increments. Now, that will give you false data if you're making a thing that's sweet, and in your testing, you don't figure out the why of that. And then go deeper and have like whole beverage testing, right? Like, like, give people whole drinks, and then see how much they don't drink, right? See how much gets chucked, or see how much gets set aside. But that's super complicated. So you can get duped with bad tests. Right. So once you understand, like, okay, woo, tests can give you bad results, and you can spend a lot of money going down the wrong trail for shit that's going to sit on the shelf once it goes out once, because people won't consume it to the end because it's too damn sweet. So it's about getting the right data from your tests. Now, I was helping people build beverage programs. That they would go out and either implement in like all of their stores, right? So like entire chains, <clears throat> or they were distributors that would have in their distribution house a coffee program or two or whatever that they would go out and represent and install and sell. So they had to be able to be knowledgeable enough. To know how to sell a beverage program to buyers who are like always, meh. We got something right now, meh. <laughs> like I'd have to put effort into changing some shit. You're always competing against apathy and work, <laughs> right? Like, okay, I'm proposing something that's going to be a change, right? So it's going to be. More work internally for you if you can figure out how to make it not work internally for them.、Uh, you got a you got a better chance, right?、Uh, that's a different story for a different day. But the、uh, 
the ability to have to know what you're selling, right? In the beverage world, anyway, specialty coffee. I sold arrowroot coffee, a smoother, sweeter tasting coffee in general. Not sweeter because it's sweeter because there's anything different about it that way. Arrowroot coffee doesn't have nine percent of the solids in the brew basket as burned char, so you're not having to taste around a bitter. To taste the sweet coffee as it is, so just always a pure sweet. So if you have the same beans, the same stock, roasted on drum versus air, then you blind taste them objectively with anybody who can taste clear separation. You can separate those two. This is drum roasted. This is air roasted. They taste distinctly different. Drum roasted coffee can be roasted well, but there's always the deficiency of the machine itself in the way it is conductively roasting to transfer heat directly. Always have a raw ur center than the outer edge. It's always a profile and doneness that not uniformly done. That's the difference. <clears throat> There are off flavors in coffee on both sides, on the green side and on the burnt side. So arrowroot coffee, you don't have to taste around that, right? So knowing I had a sweeter product, I was always going to win sip tests. That's easy, but it's good to know where you're at because I would have proposed different tests in the scenario. <coughs> Now the other problem is, you've got to get over the hurdle at the corporate level, right, to like change a coffee program. A lot of work. So, the proving how much of a difference you are is important, as important to like they prefer us. Okay,、uh, they prefer you. What? Forty-nine fifty-two. Fuck, that's a lot of work for. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or no, no, they prefer us all off. So when I could get an audience all the way to the decision makers, usually boards of director levels at a at a pretty high level meeting where they're going to talk about operations for the year, May when they're ready to accept it. Think about a major change. <clears throat> When I had that meeting with every fucking decision maker who was going to be involved, the money people, the yes, CEO level, fucking, even the head of maintenance had to be in on it in the meeting because I wanted as many people who were going to have to touch my coffee program to sit down and understand what they were. If they're going to undertake changing a big fucking thing in the organization, why, why, why? So, ah,、oh、yeah, you got to have a good product to pull this off, or you're just gonna because you will be hoisted on your own petard. I think is how that goes.、Uh, okay, so the deal is, you have to do two things simultaneously while everybody only thinks you're doing one. Left hand, right hand. Woo! <laughs> They haven't seen the magic show before. It works every time. So, 
a triangle test is a test where you're testing. <laughs> Here, hold on. Get the bong out of the way. Oh, I suppose this is on the other channel. I won't. Yeah, we won't be showing that. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Let's see if I can get myself in here. Okay. So I'll scooch down. In a triangle test. <laughs> Those are a little white, aren't they? Uh, let's see if you can find something whiter. Uh, okay, whatever. Three cups, three cups. Ba, ba, ba. So, what you do is you, you set up your test, right? As to everybody's, everybody's going to taste the two coffees and tell you which one they like better, right? Everybody wants to play in that game because like, oh, I get to have my two cents in, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you get them all to sit down. You brew the two coffees simultaneously in the room with them on the exact same brewer at the same time. So you don't have one coffee that's hotter, one coffee that's less hot, right? So you would like pour the beverages in the room in front of them, right? So bottoms of the cups. We set this up beforehand. So we're gonna just go A. A's and B's. A's and B's. Let's see. Can you see that? So all I'm doing is on the bottom of the cups, I'm writing A's and B's. So I would have two brewers off to the side. I'd be brewing on the side table over there, usually with an assistant or if it was just myself, it was great too, because I'd get them both set up, start them, and then that would give me like, you know, eight to 10 minutes to show them a lot of the PowerPoint while it's all going down. Green coffee sourcing, where it comes from, <clears throat> the, the difference between the best beans in the world and the shittiest beans in the world when you're buying like millions of pounds of beans you're talking ridiculously small amount in the port cup cost at the end like a half a cent to three cents <laughs> depending so i would let the coffees brew at the same time then pour all the a coffees right? Pour all the A coffees in one group next to that machine. Pour all the B coffees in a group next to the B machine. All in the same cups. So they can't see the underside of the cups, right? Because they're all right side up at this point. Right side up. So, here, I'll put a little coffee in the cups just to simulate the test. Coffee in the cups. Okay. Ha. Now. At the SCA a couple years ago, they had to actually, uh, here and they all got to be the same height. They actually busted somebody who had won so many times, it was 
getting to be kind of ridiculous. Uh, so they were looking into how they were doing it, and they weren't even tasting the coffees at all that they were presented. They were doing it by the color. They had a really keen sense of of color discernment, and they could literally see the difference in the coffees, and would just separate, do the separations. So the deal is. You have all these coffees over on the other table, right? And when you're when you're setting your stuff to go take out to each person to set it in front of them, right? They think at the beginning they're going to get two cups. Uh oh! Now you got three cups. I need to set them in a line in front of them. Now you say, "All right, folks, these have cooled down enough." Now you can taste the coffee, and it's not hot,、uh, so hot you can't not taste it. So really taste the coffee and see. <laughs>、uh, too loud. I have good phone control.、Uh, so yeah, now really taste the coffee, and I want you to do two things. First, separate these cups. Into which two are the same? So you all have different mix. Some of you have two of mine. Some of you have two of your current coffee. So you guys all drink your current coffee every day, nonstop. So shouldn't be hard to pick out my coffee from your coffee. So first, make that separation. Sip, sip, sip. Right. Then we're gonna say these two are the same. And I like either these better, or I like the single better, because you don't know if you have A or B with two cups. So that's when everybody starts sipping away. So when you're tasting a beverage and you're actually trying to taste it. You should slurp. Right? You don't just slurp coffee because that's cool how you taste it off the sipping cups. Slurp any beverage. You want to clear your palate. Right? Have some water over on the side for scrambling. Always more coffee.、Uh, clear your palate. Try the next one, right? You want it to hit all parts of your tongue, roof of your mouth, and have the oxygenation, so your olfactory will pick it up. Also, it's a lot of how you taste, but you want it to hit at the same time. You don't want it to roll down your tongue. That will bring biases into the picture of what you like more. Blah blah blah. Experience the thing you're tasting all at once, and make a note of the first thing that you get. Ah, okay. Now, since these are all the same coffee, I didn't really do a triangle test for myself, so. If I was a participant, I'd be like, "Man, okay, okay, these two 
I have no idea. Those are the same, for sure. And I like the single one better. Okay. So now you've got a room of people that have all publicly made a declaration by doing the separation. I haven't said it. I never once, and the entire time I did triangle tests in front of boards of directors, had any participant leave all three cups in a row and say, I'm getting over a nasty head cold. I can't taste shit. <laughs> never, never happened. Everybody has an opinion every time. And the problem is if you're selling a non-commodity differentiated item based on objective through subjective quality. <laughs> There's a thing called signal to noise ratio. And if you have a bunch of people in the sample that can't taste because they're three pack a day smokers or have sinus problems or they just can't taste, then their opinion on do you like this more or less is moot. They literally are the null set. The set of humans that it won't make a fucking difference what you do with your coffee program or your beverage program or your whatever, right? Because they're either going to consume it because they like it, the category in general, they can't differentiate at all. So then they're either in or out, price consumer or whatever, whatever they buy, right? Do they need it at the time or whatever? But it's not taste. They are not going to choose a to go to this retailer over that retailer based on oh, my fucking coffee. I can't get there. I can't get there because it's all the same because they can't taste. So nobody is competing for them except on price, which if you can get all the price people to go to your competitors and you take all the quality people, you can sell for profit, right? Because their costs, remember I told you back, their cost between dirt, shit coffee, and great coffee, in the end, is about three cents a cup. At the craziest extreme I ever saw was a dime. So if you can't charge a dime more fucking awesome coffee over dog shit coffee that's just, just scorched and like people that just can't taste a lot, fuck, you're not in the right game. <laughs> right, so... I've made my differentiation. Dun, dun, dun. Separated. I have declared I like this one best. Okay, kids. Now's the fun time. And I, you have little pots out on the table that they dump their coffee into. I'm just going to drink them. <laughs> okay. Now, you get them to show you the bottom of the cups. Da, da, da. 
Look at that. A A. That means this is B. And I chose B. Now, regardless of which company is which or whatever, if I had flipped that over and I had had AB on my, these are the same coffee side. The first thing I would do is have everybody make that declaration. Who got the sort correct? And like sixty to forty percent. Depending which crowd you were in, how well they knew their cob, their own coffee, currently, and how big of a differentiation our smooth, beautiful coffee was to what they're currently serving. So, but forty to sixty percent couldn't tell, didn't get the split right. They couldn't tell the difference between the beverages. So. Stop right there, right? And you say, "Cool." Everybody that didn't get the split right, I need you to stand up and go stand at the back of the room because any facial expressions, any gestures, any anything that you inject into the next conversation that we're about to have. Can only add noise to the signal, and no pushback ever. With is lay it out so cleanly, you cannot taste. So any, we are about to have a discussion now of how the coffee tastes. A very subjective discussion. You have to have people that can taste differences to be able to have a conversation like that, and to have people in the middle of it throwing in like the VP of Finance. Well, I think our coffee tastes smoother. Ah, shut the fuck up! Just proved objectively, you cannot taste. Let us have a conversation, right? And then you. Have a conversation about okay. Then it's like okay, who chose current coffee versus my air roasting beautiful golden coffee? And we never lost a taste test, even when people knew their own coffee and knew it was theirs. We never fucking lost one ever. I lost deals on price, availability to source. <laughs> Incongruities and in shipping, lots of fucking shit. Logistics, <laughs> never quality of air roasted, sourced beans versus drum roasted beans. We would get the same beans. I would get the beans they were sending to their current roaster roasting on a drum roaster, and we would air roast them. And then we would serve it back to him. Here you go. This is what your coffee could taste like if you didn't burn it. <laughs> And the beautiful thing is, since you won't have nine percent of burned char in your brew baskets, not making coffee, 
you can just dial back how much coffee you put in the brew basket by nine percent, and voila, you will have the same strength of coffee in your cup with no bitter. They're like, but wait, you're only proposing a six percent increase in our cost, and you're telling me I'm going to use nine percent less coffee. So I would just save three percent right off the bat, and like, yeah, yeah, three percent right off the fucking bat, and you all just said like eighty twenty of those of you that can taste clearly prefer the smoother, sweeter tasting, air roasted version of your coffee. Oh. You could just see the brain smoking. <laughs> and for big, huge chains that we were allowed to go fuck with the coffee program and change it over to air roasted, and we sourced their greens, of course, and yada yada, took over a bunch of shit. But <laughs> blah blah blah. The the coffee part of it. They literally, over the course of a year, moving from drum roasted coffee to air roasted coffee of the same coffee, would literally start to remember institutions use a lot of cream and a lot of sugar, a lot of <laughs> drug loads, drug loads, rail car loads. It matters how much sugar costs. It matters how much milk costs, right? Because people like, if you're serving acid water, if you're literally brewing through charcoal, it's serving acid water. You're training your clients to put as much cream and fucking sugar in as they possibly can, right? Because you're serving them acid water, so right. They're gonna get stomach issues. It's gonna be painful. You're gonna sell way less coffee than you could if you were selling super smoothness. So, over time, people realize they just habituate down to less cream and sugar with air roasted coffee. So you don't actively try to change the customer's behavior. But having all of your gigantic sample size to look at over the course of a year, a big giant chain after making a switch from drum roasted burned acid water coffee to smooth beautiful coffee, literally uses like 40% less cream and sugar. Because people aren't putting four cups of creamers in anymore, right? They cut it down to two, or they cut it down to three, or whatever. They save all that money not giving away all the creamers and sugars because it's not so bitter that you have to dilute it down. So, yeah, yeah, and then since they have literally a better tasting coffee, a more palatable coffee, they could charge more. <laughs> like. Have some balls, big retailer. Break the dollar barrier on fucking coffee in the convenience industry, and then a couple of big people did, and boom, boom, boom. The guys that moved to actual quality, where you'll go to store A over B, because eh, gas is within a fucking ten、eh, cents, whatever. But I know that coffee hurts my stomach. I know that coffee.、Hmm. Yum yum. <laughs> It's a decision changer.
It's like lowball price fishing at a sea store with Marlboro pricing. Having your coffee program is right because you get the same people. They get habituated. <laughs> people that can taste the difference in coffee. They're worth going after. Hey, and if you're a human who can taste a difference in coffee, then you should be drinking beautiful coffee. Beautiful coffee. Yeah, if you want to get some beautiful coffee, oh, look, Food Forest Farms, coffee roasters, foodforestfarms.com. Hey, just use my name when you get to check out Brian. Not scrambling. I should make scrambling a coupon, shouldn't I? Okay, I'm going to do that after the show. <laughs> I'm going to go in and make scrambling a coupon, too. So, yeah, Brian or scrambling, but go try some coffee. Seriously. If you haven't tried air roasted, uh, oh, yeah, okay, and air roasted. Uh, since I'm going to make it a mini commercial. <laughs> oh, coffee, the why, the how. No, there's a thing about. If you're going to go, oh, fuck, okay, now I know about air roasting. Woof, this is crazy. This tastes great. Now you can really split bits or dance on pins or whatever, right? There's gas fuel-fired air roasters that make their heat with the gas, right? Then they make their airstream with electricity blower motor and there are roasters that make their heat with electricity not gas so all drum roasters are gas so they have this problem built in once you switch to air roast you can get away from it some air roasters are electric air roasters. So they're once in with the air, once out with the air, and they burn electricity in the middle of the heat stack, electric coils. So they're making the air whatever temp the roaster wants it to be with clean electric coils. So the air is not blowing through the beans, exhaust gas. If you're a heart patient, they tell you don't drink super fresh coffee. It's off the chart in hydrogen sulfide. If you roast on a clean air electric roaster, you are not roasting in an exhaust gas stream. So the beans that are very absorptive are not sucking in the, the belch of a, of a combustion, right? So they are not sucking in the exhaust chamber of a burning because there is no burning. There's just clean, hot air. So electric air roasted coffee is cooked cleanly. No hydrogen sulfide. Zero. So that's another deal. Uh, I also have Swiss water decaf. And since I custom roast, if you want like 60-40 decaf, 40-60 decaf, 70-30, 50-50, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Just buy a decaf coffee and just write me a note in the comments like, hey, 
I would rather have half decaf and half of that yummy Popeye New Guinea roasted medium, please. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. You can order whatever you want. I will make it for you. Just put it in the comments at the website. You just go to Single Origin Coffees. You pick out which origin you like. That's what I got in stock. And tell me how you want to roast it. There's a little drop down, and if that's not specific enough, right, you'll all know. Some people are like, I like it really dark, but I don't like it oily, or I like it dark, and I like it oily. So whatever, whatever. <laughs> Get it out to you. Lightning. Usually two days. All right, well, I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go put scramble it in as a coupon code. Uh, let's see. Checking over here um, the old Telegram uh, to see if we got any Telegram chats. I'm not seeing them. Uh, oh, yeah, trying to hook up the Atari. Yeah! Getting the Airbnb back up to snuff. We had a great one last night, man. She just poof, came and left. Boom, super easy. Just got to do the laundry and vacuum a little bit. Uh, one day stairs are just great. So hopefully we catch another one. Fishing for Airbnb ears. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, if you listen to the show, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do want to book direct. Uh, let me know. But you know what? Gold through Airbnb is great too. Block it out for you. Let me know. Let me know. Come visit Seattle. Come visit Seattle. <laughs> uh, if you search uh, Federal Way, um, uh, what's our Airbnb called now? Ah, shit. Go to foodforestfarms.com. There's a link. There's a link. There's also a link to our camp over on the peninsula. If you know anyone in the Pacific Northwest that wants to go camping or likes to get outdoors, private 10 acre permaculture sanctuary. It's not the best for giant RVs and like super huge combo rigs, but everything other than that. And even the big ones will work. You just have to have like a little plan driving around. Um, yep, yep. That is true. Uh, let's see. What else? We're getting down to the solstice. Solstice. Oh, shoot. Yeah, the solstice is Wednesday, isn't it? Let me consult the calendar. Oh, the after party. Ha-ha. Dun-dun-dun. Wait a minute. Yesterday was the 19th. I was wrong at the beginning. Today's the 20th. Ah! <laughs> oh, so much for doing a show where I have a calendar in front of me. Yeah, okay. Today is the 20th. Look at that. It's the after party tomorrow. Well, that, let's see how that goes. <laughs> we will see how that goes. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the UTG after party. Unloose the goose after party. Uh, it's a podcast. It's a video cast. There's like six or eight of us that get on and yak. Everybody's at least a content producer of some type. Uh, it's usually how to integrate shit into wallets or how to make stuff run on this platform or that platform. But then it breaks down into like rants of some type every week. At least I'll get one in. Oh, yeah. So UTG After Party, super fun. Uh, YouTube, Odyssey, Telegram, all that. Uh, yeah. And hey, come join me at my channel on Telegram t.me slash t.me scrambling university t.me slash scrambling university yeah come hang out 
It's a cool group of people. You kind of like ask to join and then I let you right in. <laughs> Click on you. It's no big deal. Uh, that just keeps out all the bots. If you make it like one more step, like bots are not patient. <laughs> so yeah, come, come visit us on Telegram. Uh, T.me slash Scrabbling University. Come ask me anything you want. Uh, coffee testing, other testing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what story do you want me to tell next? Oh, I got so many crazy stories. Yep, yep, all kinds of stuff. Boy Scout stories, camping stories, traveling stories. Oh, uh, I will do what the audience demands. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, well, it will be an interesting day tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to get into show before the after party because I'm working on getting the Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance uh, series pushed forward. Yeah, I'll try to get it. I'll try to get one of those in on Thursday. <clears throat> hey, it's the end of the year. I'm not pushing so hard. Oh, I am on a bunch of other stuff, but, you know, whatever. Content, content, get more content out. No. Oh, I just don't want to put out complete crap. He's got to be a little focused. Anyway, triangle testing. I hope you learned something. So, yeah, it separates who can differentiate whom. Naked and bare, and they don't fucking know it's coming. Bam! Standing in the woods, and we all see you've got no clothes on, so get the fuck over there, Jerry. It's really bad when your beverage director fucks up the test. Usually I wouldn't let them play, because they were going to be like the ultimate decider on the program, and it wouldn't have been fair to commit them in public. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Usually they're like, oh, hey, you don't want to play in this game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, separate who can tell, who can tell, the ones that cannot, get about them, doesn't matter, chatter, 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 doesn't matter, focus on the few, focus on the ones that can differentiate, A, B, A, B, why did you like that better, what did you taste, what was the flavor flavor profile God, what were the biggest differences you tasted all discussions you can have once you get rid of people who cannot taste it's a super secret trick alright I just gave you a million dollar insider secret go make some money <laughs> get out there and be a hustler fuck there's no better time to go get into a sales organization than right after they whack everybody. Morale is just fucking off. The There's money in coffee, kids. If you're looking for a sales career early, it's the second largest cash flow stream on the planet behind oil. And nobody's trying to use less coffee. Seriously, every other day. Beep, 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 beep. New spot. Wonder why. So get in the game. That's how to win. Have fun. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. UTG. Damn, that wasn't a million dollar selling strategy. That's a billion dollars in a career sales strategy. Thanks, old scrambling. How can we repay you? Ah, oh, well, fuck. If you drink coffee, just buy some. Foodforestfarms.com. And if you're 48% of the human population that does not drink coffee, well, that's stupid easy. 
share the link, or get on over to YouTube and subscribe. Thanks. Have a great solstice.